What's crack big dopes? Welcome back to the HQ. The headquarters. Welcome back to the channel. This is Big Dogs Gotta Eat BDGE Fantasy Football. I am Nicholas, as always. It is Monday, so we're hitting y'all with our waiver wire targets for week 14 for the fantasy football playoffs. For most of y'all, um, if you're in a 12-team league, then yes, your playoffs start next week, and hopefully you won't even have to watch. I hope that my view counts are down because I hope all y'all caught buys. I hope we caught those buys, and we don't even have to play next week. So just to give you a quick recap on my leagues, I'm in three redraft leagues, and I'm in two dynasty leagues. So yesterday we got a monster win in the, the E-Town get down, which basically secured me a playoff spot as long as I don't lose next week and also drop off like 150 points to the person below me, which is nearly impossible. Um, so we locked it up. We got the NYC Draft League, which I locked up first place and a first round bye. We got the Big Dogs Staff League, which I just fucking tumbled down the rankings quickly. That league is, is crazy. You start like, I want to say you start like 13 players or so, and it's like deep benches. So every time you try to go pick someone up on the waiver, and the scoring settings are all funky. There's a lot of bonus scorings, and this is all my fault. Like, I'm not making excuses. Um, I made the fucking league, and I made the league settings. So this 100% falls on me, but it just got confusing. It was so much to keep up with that I wasn't even sure like what positions I needed and who, what guys I needed to like try to replace and whatever. So I fell down quickly. George and Scott are running that league right now. Um, switching over, Scott also made the playoffs in the Fade the Public or the Go Fade Me Dynasty League, which we started up this year. Uh, I just fucking smothered Animal. And locked up a playoff spot in that as well. So I believe I'm going to be facing off against Scott, my editor, first round next week of playoffs. And then we have the second Big Dogs Dynasty League, which we started last year. Took another dub. Also locked up first place as well as a first round bye. So your boy is feeling pretty good. We got uh, playoffs in four out of the five leagues. And uh, first place and first round bye in two out of those four leagues. So it was a good year all around. But the regular season don't mean shit. We ain't performing in the playoffs, correct? Cheers to y'all. Cheers to y'all to a good regular season this year. I love y'all for all the support. How is D. Henry looking? He's looking like the premium sell-high candidate. I cannot stress this enough. Sell his ass. Fucking battle with your league commissioner to turn the trade deadline back on. Push it forward to next week and trade Derrick Henry right now. It needs to be done. What up? What up? What up, fresh baller? Rum boys, what's good? Happy Monday, bro. Listen, we don't drink our calories unless we're drinking our calories. We don't drink on Mondays unless it's a celebration, bitches. Mazel tov. Rum boys, you had uh, snacks on. You had snacks on, right? On uh, on your podcast last week. How'd that go? See, down by 26, got Lockett and Cook, got a chance. Nah, dude, you have no chance for Lockett and Dalvin Cook to combine for 26 PPR points. Zero fucking chance. You might as well just sit them. What up, Luke? What up, Mr. Castell? Good morning. Snacks a six-game losing streak. Yeah, Snacks actually beat Animal this week. This is going to be a really interesting week 14 because we play in a 10-team league, so we still have one more week of regular season. That fourth spot is wide open. Unfortunately, me and Shane both won, so Snacks has no chance of making the playoffs. What up? What up? 
Yeah, bro. I wrote it up in my waiver wire article last week that if uh, you were rocking with Foles, you should probably pick up Minshew in Superflex leagues. You should probably have done, 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 did it. All right. So went great, man. Yeah. Uh, Snacks was definitely fucking Snacks was definitely hammered for that game, for that podcast that you guys had. I'm, uh, can you throw a link? Can you like uh, tweet me or DM me on, on one of the socials with the link to that podcast whenever you guys put it up? So let's talk about waiver wires. Let's talk about streamers for the week. So at quarterback, I mean, we already hit on Minshew. We had, we had Nick Foles benched and Gardner Minshew comes on and he's always been the more explosive player for this offense. He gives them a little bit of energy that they just don't get with Nick Foles' one-dimensional ass. So Gardner Minshew is huge pickup for people in Superflex leagues because a lot of people probably dropped him. Now, they do get the Chargers at home in week 14. He is not a suggested start because, one, the Chargers have actually been very good against opposing quarterbacks. Uh, seventh fewest fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position. And the pace of this game is going to be like a fucking women's high school basketball game. So I am not looking the Chargers. All they do is give the ball to Eckler and Melvin Gordon. And on the flip side, the Jacksonville Jaguars want to feed Fournette. So I am going to probably stay away from Minshew in one quarterback league, streaming him uh, in week 14. However, they play at, at Atlanta at Oakland weeks 15 and 16. So I think Minshew can really, really help you secure the bag in your fantasy playoffs if you can grab him. Darnold, I know he had a terrible day on um, – I know he had a terrible day on Sunday, and he provides basically no floor for fantasy owners. But I, I do like a bounce back against Miami. Um, they've given up. I mean, despite all their recent success, they've given up three straight games where the quarterback has gone for over 250 passing yards and three touchdowns. So the last three quarterbacks they played, Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz, have all thrown at least three touchdowns and have all gone over 250 passing yards against them. So I kind of like um, I kind of like Darnold bouncing back a little bit this week. I still can't believe Ryan Tannehill is still unowned in 61% of leagues. Um. I mean, prior to this week, I know he had his like first bus game finally, but it was still like 14 or 15 fantasy points. So he's giving you a decent floor that you can get off the waiver wire. But he had been at 19 fantasy points or more than that in every in five of the six games that he had started for them. And their team is averaging almost 30 points per game over the last six games since Tannehill's taken over as a starter. So they get a trip to Oakland in week 14, who just got absolutely just demolished by the Chiefs. I know Mahomes didn't put up numbers, but overall, the, the, the defense is kind of falling apart. They've gotten embarrassed back-to-back weeks now. They might have just lost their other starting safety, LaMarcus Joyner, in this one. So uh, I, I really like Tannehill right here. And right after Oakland, they get the Texans and they get the Saints in the playoffs uh, at home. So you have Tannehill. You could probably just throw him in your quarterback slot for the next three weeks and not even worry about it if you are looking to stream. <sighs> Let's move over to wide receivers. Not much on the wire this week. I think we should probably touch on Sterling Shepard. And uh, at any point, if you want all the in-depth write-ups, like I do still write about like Fitzpatrick, Daniel Jones, Jacoby Brissett, um, wide receivers, I probably won't get around to the deeper league guys like the Pascals, Anthony Millers. Um, I'm only going to go over the top heavy guys here for the majority of leagues out there. But if you want the in-depth write-up, you can go get that at patreon.com slash B-D-G-E, which you will get a private live stream each week, my weekly rankings, the waiver wire stream, and some other exclusive behind-the-scenes stuff for big dogs and the brand. Um, so wide receivers, Sterling Shepard is owned in fewer than 60% of leagues. So everybody that I talk about in today's video, everybody on this list is owned in 60% or fewer of Yahoo leagues. 
58% for Sterling Shepard. Now, the Giants are pretty much shot on offense. I mean, half their players are dead. The other half that are on the field are, are pretty much dead. You got Saquon Barkley, who's running on one ankle. You have Sterling Shepard, who I don't even know if he has a brain inside of his skeleton at this point. But Shepard's like the only guy they got. Ingram, we don't know if he's going to be back. Tate should be back. But but before we were like, ah, you know what, we'll pull Shepard back because we don't really fuck with Tate. I mean, we you know we don't want to fuck with Shepard while Tate is in the lineup. I found some big facts for y'all this morning. Let me open up some Twitter and find out what I tweeted on the Twitter. So, I mean, Shepard Shepherd came back from his first game back last last week and had nine targets. He didn't do shit with him. He only had 15 yards, so everyone kind of forgot about it. They didn't realize that he led the team with nine targets. So this week, without Tate, you knew he was in for a good spot. He ended up with like 40 receiving yards and a touchdown, which is a nice floor play. Uh, when you look at where Shepard's been lined up so far this season, in games where Golden Tate has played, Shepard's moved to the outside for about 70% of his snaps. In games where Golden Tate is out, you know, they shift Shepard into the slot, and he's played in the slot around 70% of his snaps. So when Golden Tate's out, Shepard becomes a slot guy. Next week, I expect Tate to be back, which means Shepard should be back on the outside, which is perfect considering their matchup. They're playing against the Eagles. The Eagles so far have allowed the second most fantasy points to outside wide receivers in 2019. On the flip side, where you're going to get excited about Golden Tate, they have allowed the single fewest fantasy points to slot wide receivers in 2019. So despite them being a great matchup for passing offenses, the slot wide receiver is not one that has been able to reap the benefits of going against his Eagles defense. It has been the outside wide receiver. So I actually like Shepard more if Golden Tate is back in this game, but he's a, he's a good solid pickup because he's getting targets with Golden Tate in the lineup without Golden Tate in the lineup. He's been a staple of this passing offense as, as long as Evan Ingram is going to be out and Saquon Barkley has been doing shit. Uh, sticking with New York, I mean, fucking, I, there's nothing I could say about Robbie Anderson that you haven't already heard. He finally, like, kind of had his breakout. They get Miami in week 14. It's whatever you want to do. I'm not going to be the one to tell you to take, take them and blah, blah, fucking blah. James Washington has become very, very, very interesting. He now has 90 receiving yards and a touchdown. So 90 plus and a touchdown in three of the last four games. Those are some real numbers. And he did it again with Ducky Hodges. Under, under center, as a quarterback for the Steelers. Caught, he only had four targets, but he caught all of them for 111 yards and a touchdown. Had a beautiful 30-yard touchdown catch on a P.I. call. Uh, it was like a one-handed snag. So shout-out to James Washington. He's really starting to prove himself a little bit as the season goes on. The big X factor here is obviously whether or not Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be healthy and James Conner is going to be healthy. Um, but if Juju Smith-Schuster doesn't play in week 14, it's going to open things up a lot for uh, James Washington. They go against a Carolina pass defense in week 14, which is you know not a defense that you need to shy away from at all. I think he'll be a legitimate wide receiver three plus, maybe you know borderline wide receiver two upside if Juju miss, misses time. If Juju's back in it, I, I don't, I'm not really excited about James Washington, but he's just been so good as of late that I think we had to bring him up um, because he's been getting it done regardless of who's under center at quarterback for the Steelers. And just like shout out to the entire Steelers organization for – keeping this team in the playoff hunt. Like the fact that, I mean, they lost Big Ben. They lost AB. They lost Juju Smith-Schuster now. They lost Le'Veon Bell. I mean, they've had so many fucking injuries, and this team just keeps prevailing and getting it done. And that's, you know, it's funny because you don't really think of NFL teams as, like, as businesses, right? You just think of them as NFL teams with skilled players on the field, talented. They either get it done or they don't get it done. But in every sense of the word, an NFL team is a business. And just like a good business, it has to start 
with the top down, you have to have processes and systems, processes and systems in place in order for you to set up a business that is sustainable and long-term. And there are very few franchises like the Patriots, like the Steelers, et cetera, et cetera, that have these processes in place. And if a key cog of the system goes out, you replace, you replenish, and you keep going. And this is what I think is happening with the Steelers. They're just proving that they are one of the top three franchises in the NFL, despite not having an elite um, roster or an elite uh, record this year. I mean, it's just so fucking impressive what they've done from just a real life, like, you know, example and what they've been able to do as a, as a business, really. Um, so if I'm like a Steelers fan, yes, this was like a shitty season overall. And they're not done yet. They might make the playoffs. But like I'm, I'm super encouraged just because you know, you know what they're going to give to you year in and year out as, as long as they have the same guys from the top down. Let's talk about running bikes. Oh, I forgot to write something up for Benny Schnell. Speaking of the Steelers, so there's some interesting pickups at running backs. I mean, I, I, I can't imagine why people are still leaving Darius Geis on the waiver wire. It makes no fucking sense. But people finally saw who Darius Geis is. You see this guy, and he looks like a little bowling ball. 225 pounds, but he has so much big playability, and we're seeing it like over and over and over again. He's making big plays. I mean, he's been on the field for like fucking 82 snaps this year, and I feel like he has like five 40-yard plays, and it keeps happening over and over again. He finally busted out and had his big breakout game, 137 total yards, two touchdowns on just 12 touches, and it's something that I think we can, you know – they still want to use a committee there. That's obvious, right? Adrian Peterson is still very much used, but I would imagine that the the touch distribution has to start shifting more and more in favor of Darius Geis. I cannot wait to see this guy featured in 2020. They play uh, the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau in week 14. So it's a good matchup in terms of like the ground game, although the Packers have been better against the run as of late over the last month or so. Uh, they got a tough matchup against Philly in week 15, you have a great run defense. And then they get the G-men at home in the fantasy championship. So I think Geis is a, a borderline flex play with RB2 upside going forward. Again, like as much as I love Geis, y'all know I love Geis. I do have to be objective and realistic about the situation. Nothing about the numbers tells you that he has absolutely pulled away in terms of the usage in this backfield. But he is easily the, the most talented runner back there right now given what AP is, you know, his age and whatever. And Geis has been, you know, relatively involved in the passing game too. I think he only caught maybe two passes on Sunday. But if you look at his usage, even with Chris Thompson back, like Darius Geis has um, seen multiple targets in all of the games that he's played this year. So he continues to be pretty pretty well used in the passing game. Uh, and I think as the season goes on, it's going to be more and more and more and more and more and more and more evident that he's a fucking savage. Uh, Bo Scarborough. Burl, burl, burl. Uh, I mean, you know what you're getting from him. The, the matchups are fucking terrible, but the usage that he's seeing is gorgeous. At Minnesota, Tampa Bay, at Denver. But he's seen 14, 18, 21 carries since taking over as a lead back. Gives you a nine-point floor. Maybe he fucking stumbles into the end zone and gives you like RB2, RB1 numbers one of these weeks. Um, so you could definitely do worse if you're looking for a floor play. But since there are no more bye weeks and stuff, I, I can't imagine that Bar Scar Bo Scarborough. Why do I have so much troubles? Bo Scarborough. There's not even an extra O in the middle that I keep fucking it up for. Scar, bro. Bruh. I'm just keep calling him Bo Scar, bruh. Bo Scar, bruh. 43% owned. I don't hate him. Don't love him. Don't hate him. Benny Snell gets another big workload. 21 carries. 16 carries has been his volume over the last two weeks. Is James Conner coming back? When's he coming bike? We don't fucking know. I don't know. Obviously, the shoulder injury is a lot more serious than, uh, than they're letting on. And Benny Snell is, he's kind of like both Scarborough, 
in the fact that he's not really involved in the passing game at all. Uh, Jalen Samuels is more involved in the passing game. Benny Snell is getting the carries, which he got into the end zone this week, so it was good to see. But, like, I don't know. He's just a fucking body out there, in my humble-ass opinion, and I'm not necessarily going to go nuts because I do th- – I mean, I, I think the fact that they keep battling, that they continually put themselves in the playoff push means that James Conner is battling to come back, and I think he'll probably be back sooner rather than later. I mean, they do get the Cardinals next week, which is a, a plus matchup for any side of the ball, although their passing defense is much more non-existent than their rush defense. Um, so if if James Conner misses another game, then I, you got to like the, the volume that Benny Snell is seeing, and he's probably in that conversation with the Darius Geises and the Bo Scarborough in uh, the back end RB2, you know, flex conversations. Probably, I'd probably start Benny Snell over Bo Scarborough. And uh, I don't know if I, I'd probably start Geis over Snell, but it, it's very close. And the other obvious name here is Raheem Mostert. I mean, at this point, like, do we even, is Tevin, Tevin Coleman like even a top three running back in this backfield? It makes no sense. Like, when you look at Breda and when you look at Mostert, the explosiveness is like a jump from JV to um, to like college. Tevin Coleman is fucking terrible. He's had under 1.9 yards per carry in three of the last five games. He's like continually putting up these games where it's like, how are you an NFL running back in Kyle Shanahan's scheme? Five carries for six rushing yards on Sunday. Most there absolutely blew him out of the trenches. Ran for 146 rushing yards, 19 carries, a touchdown, added two catches for eight yards. Coleman played on 18% of the snaps. Mostert was on 74% of the snaps. Um, And I've always been on the side that I think Mostert is an explosive weapon, and he would be really good if given the opportunity, and he finally got that. What makes this messy is projecting what happens moving forward. Does Breida come back and make this a three-way timeshare? Do they just relegate one of the three running backs to the bench, whether it's Coleman or Breda? Um, does he go back? Does most there go back to his you know six touch workload that he's averaged over the last month of the season? I'm not really sure, but I tell you this: I'd rather be on the optimistic side here and not miss out on Most there, who could be a potential league winner for the rest of the season. They do have a tough schedule remaining at New Orleans, Atlanta, Rams at home. None of the three are generous to fantasy running backs this year, although you know you might think so with Atlanta, but they've actually been like middle of the pack, if not, you know, below average in terms of letting points up to fantasy running backs. Uh, But I feel like the Niners run scheme at this point is eventually is essentially like matchup proof. So I'm not too worried about it. I'll I'll go, I'll go throw down 10 bucks or 10% of whatever you have left on Raheem Oster, because uh, again, I would rather err on the side of having him on my team than, than not grabbing him and having him kind of explode over the next month of the season. Uh, There's some couple other guys that we could touch on Darwin Thompson, Patrick Laird, um, but if you want to want to hear more about those guys, you're going to have to get that on Patreon, patreon.com slash, slash, slash B D G E waiver wire, exclusive article, in-depth write-up weekly rankings, private live stream, all that kind of shit. Let's move over to the tight ends. We got Jack Doyle, who obviously is benefiting greatly from having Eric Ebron on the IR. We have T Y Hilton also sideline. I think he's going to be sidelined for, possibly the remainder of the season. Anytime you have a setback with one of those muscle strains, it usually leads to a longer setback the second time around. Season highs, six catches, 11 targets, 73 yards, and a tugger for Jack Doyle. 
Uh, he's going to continue to be a, a, a volume monster, I guess, in this offense because they have no one else really to throw the ball to. And now the Colts get three straight NFC South opponents. Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Carolina. The latter two have been very good against the tight end, but Tampa, I mean, Doyle's a must-start this week against Tampa Bay, who have allowed the second second most fantasy points to the tight end on the year, only behind the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, so he will flirt with uh, borderline top 10 tight end ranking this week, if not like top five, to be honest. So I would throw whatever whatever fab I've left on him if, uh, if he's still available. Uh, Ryan Griffin, sure, do your thing. Mike Kosicki finally finds the end zone again, back-to-back weeks. After not scoring for the first 25 games of his career, he finds Pater again. Two weeks, bike-to-bike. Bike-to-bike weeks of seven targets, five straight weeks of six or more targets. It's a complete funnel to Devontae Parker and Mike Kosicki at this point. Um, they have a tough matchup against the Jets for tight ends who have allowed the, the fourth-fewest tight end points in fantasy this year, the New York Jets. However, one big caveat is Jamal Adams is banged up. Went for an MRI. On, uh, he's going for an MRI today. He came out and said, uh, you know, I don't think I could affect the game like I wanted to. I was in a lot of pain. This is a huge red flag. I think they'll probably shut him down if, if the injury is considered even somewhat serious or somewhat week to week. No point in keep pushing your star player. And while you only, you know, you think of Jamal Adams as an absolute beast, like run stopper and a guy who hard hitter, he's the number two overall graded PFF uh, safety at this point. And he was also top five in terms of coverage rating, coverage grading per PFF, top five amongst safeties who covers tight ends, safeties and linebackers. So if Jamal Adams misses time or if he does play, he's clearly way less than 100%. It's a big boost to a guy like Mike Gesicki. So I like him this week as a streamer, um, and I wouldn't be mad about getting him into your lineups. And if y'all listen to me, you would have the Green Bay Packers in your lineups for week 14 because I told y'all Saturday in the live stream to pick Green Bay up for this week because now they get a home game against the Redskins and Dwayne Haskins. So that's all you need to know. They're 47% owned, so they are still available in more than half of Yahoo leagues. They are my top defensive streamer for this week. Last week's top defensive streamer was the Kansas City Chiefs. I started them everywhere. They came away with, like, what, 22, 23 points? They were a fucking weak winner for y'all. Green Bay at home, two touchdown favorites already, 13.5-point favorites, 42.5 over-under. I'm actually slamming the over on that game. I will definitely take the over on the 42.5 points. As well as the Houston Texans, the over-under against the Denver Broncos is 41 and a half. I feel like the Texans, I, I like that a lot. I, I would take the over on both of those games. So I like Green Bay. I like Houston, although I don't like Houston as much because I don't think they're a great real-life defense. Um, so Green Bay is my favorite streamer. If you want all of my streaming options, go on all the waiver wire breakdowns. Y'all can go get that shit at patreon.com slash I got to fucking go find some health care. Uh, I got to sign up for health care within the next two weeks. So that sucks because I moved from New Jersey to New York. So I got to get new health care and I'm not trying to pay fucking $482 a month for health care. Like, I don't know. Honestly, the, I, the only reason I even is it illegal to not have health care? Because I don't want to get health care and pay it. But my mom will fucking murder me if I don't have health care. Like I got to pay, I don't know, like a hundred. $250 a month right now for what? Like for what? I don't get sick. We don't get sick in the fucking headquarters. And if I do, I'll just fucking lay on that couch for a couple of days. 
the healthcare I pay for is so shitty that even if I fucking needed a real surgery or something, I'd have to pay like ten thousand dollars out of pocket regardless. So it's almost useless, bro. You drink too much Brando. What do you mean Brando? Only uh, I drink this stuff l legit actually for just electrolytes. We bike. Um, is Drake droppable? Kenyon Drake? No way, bro. He's fucking dominating that backfield and touches. Is Jonathan Williams droppable? Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, he, I mean, he was he was like ba basically secondary to Jordan Wilkins, uh, and now Marlon Mack is going to be back probably week fourteen. Uh, so yeah, you could definitely drop Jonathan Williams. Doing a great job, not looking burnt out, Nick. I appreciate you, fantasy troll. Um, like I said. Well, not, I don't know if y'all heard me, but th that clip I put out in my vlog a couple weeks that I, I filmed that a couple weeks ago, and I, I felt a lot better since then. I am energized. I'm re-energized. I'm ready to fucking dominate the um, the rest of the season as well as the off season. So, feeling good. We're looking good. I got a good sleep last night, sort of. Yeah, what the fuck? 156 people in here and only 25 likes. Show some damn respect to Uncle Nick. You can be under my family. But you know what? Wilson was like my roommate called me, called me one night and was like, yo, I could put you on. He was out to dinner with the people from HR at, in his company. And his company does like payroll solutions and insurance solutions for other companies. He's like, bro, I could I could put you on my plan because we live together. And no, we didn't have to get fucking married for this to happen. But he called me at like 1130 one night. And he was hammered after dinner and was like. You have to decide right now to do it. I'm like, isn't health insurance up in like, this was like a month or so ago. And I was saying, isn't health insurance up in December? Like, isn't that when I decide what to do? He's like, you got to tell me within the next 20 minutes. I'm like, this is fucking absurd. I'm not doing that, but I probably should have done it. No, it's not illegal, but it's nice to have older, you riskier it is. There's always the quick stop healthcare too, which are honestly are quite good. When, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, no, I'm going to end up doing it just because I'm a bitch and my mom will fucking. My mom cares about two things in this world. She was she has always let me do whatever I want. It's the reason I've been able to fucking pursue fantasy football as a as a career path, because she never cared what I did like that. Two things that she is very, very cognizant about um, is me needing to have health care. I remember when I told her that I was going to do this. I'm 27 now, but I told her I was like, I'm leaving my job. I think I was 24 at the time. And she's like, she's like, sure, go follow your dreams, do whatever you want to do. I believe in you, but just make sure that you have fucking health insurance by the time you're 26. So that always stuck with me. She'll always make sure I have health insurance. And she also, and I'm not promoting this. I've done this very, very few times in my life and I'm not proud of it, but drinking and driving is like her, that's like her line. She's like, Nick, do heroin. But if you fucking drink and drive, I will fucking murder you. That's where I'm at in my life with my mom. So she's caught me before, like when I was younger, when I was like 22 and used to do it, you know, very, very infrequently. Like if me and my friends got home drunk at a bar and we were crashing at my house and we wanted to like go out and get Wendy's or something. And she caught me sneaking out to the car. Bro, she would she wouldn't talk to me for like a month. There was one winter. I remember I came home from winter break from college and she caught me and my friend like within the first two days of being home. And she didn't say a word to me from the beginning of December until like January when I left to go back to school. It's actually pretty fucking awesome, to be honest with you. Didn't have to uh, have her annoy me the whole time. But I love you, Mom. 
I'll never drink a drive again. Check out Paulie G's Slice Shop in Greenpoint. Such a popping pizza. All right. I haven't I haven't ventured out to Greenpoint too often just because the pizza in Williamsburg is fucking phenomenal. Did the stream with Doc drop? No, that comes out on uh, on Thursdays. We film Wednesday night. Would you pick up Fitz? Yep. He's, uh, he's in the waiver wire article on Patreon. I stay drinking and driving. It's terrible. I know. It's so bad. I'm glad I don't like have a, I mean, I have the car here in Brooklyn, but I, I don't ever drive. So the only time I ever drive is on Tuesdays to come home to film uh, Fade the Public. No health insurance equals $700 deduction on your tax returns. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Just rub some Vicks and light a candle like <laughs> Mexican. You want a good pizza? Come to Chicago. I've never been to Chicago. You can't say, do you want good pizza? Come to Chicago. Like, I'm sure y'all have good pizza, but you can't fucking be like, oh, y'all don't have good pizza in fucking Brooklyn. I'm not going to sit here and argue, be like, oh, we have the best, but like, it's fucking top notch. It's got to be at least one top three cities in the country. I'm sure Chicago is up there, but you're not, you're not about to disrespect me in my fucking home. Can't see out the windshield is covered in tickets. I was so pissed this morning. I got up super early because I had to move my car because I didn't want to get a ticket. I'm, I'm finally learning this shit is the denseness is getting through to my head. I'm like, I'm gonna move my car by like 730. So I don't get a fucking ticket. I get up like my eye. I can't even see I'm walking out. I don't even think I put pants on to be honest with you to go out this morning. I move my car. My mom texts me about health insurance. She's like, you need to fucking do it. I'm like, okay, just fucking leave me alone, mom. It's the fucking playoffs, mom. <sighs> and then she texts me, oh, by the way, alternate side parking is uh, suspended for this for today. So I didn't have to fucking move my car. I was pissed. Pissed. Ever go out to Freehold on South something? Yeah, bro. I go. <laughs> I uh, I was actually working at Freehold. Um, when did I work at Freehold? What's today? Today's Monday. I was I uh, I worked at Freehold on on Friday. I go out there at night sometimes. During the summer, it's great because I have that great outdoor area. But Freehold Loki has a great space to work during the day. Great cafe during the day, and then the, uh, an awesome night spot. So it can get ratchet as fuck at night, though. It's always like chicks dancing on tables. I'm like, it's just fucking, where are we? Are we in fucking Frog Beach, wherever the fuck that place is in the city? My girlfriend thought it was fade the pubic. <laughs> she her pussy. When we start... Um, when we start advertising with Manscaped, we're going to do a, a, a segment called Fade the Pubic. David Johnson droppable. Yes, very much. Bro, if I ever get a ticket, I'm yelling, do you all know who I am? I tried that. No one fucking listens. Someone threw something at me from their window, a fucking tomato. So what's up with the waiver topics? Yeah, I mean, for the last 30 minutes, we talked about it, Chief. Free live stream. Oh, my. I do this live stream every week. Y'all act like I'd be putting all my live streams private. I'm upset. I'm big upset right now. See, that's why I don't miss city life from D.C. Living in Colorado Springs, man. I crave the city life. We're actually going to be moving probably from uh, Brooklyn into Manhattan this summer. 
My lease is up in April. We're looking at apartments. We're looking at studios, actually. Also, I don't know if any of y'all college kids are out there, but we are going to be opening up. This is the first time I'm announcing it, but I probably won't really announce it again for another month or so. Um, if you're asking me a kicker question, I have not. I have not looked at a single kicker thing this entire year. I don't play any leagues with kickers. Um, but yeah, the, the Chargers kicker is is uh, is definitely my boy. Michael Bagley, Badgley, whatever his name is, he's a Gary V client, so I'm always on board with that. Chill, don't leave BK. It's way more chill than Manhattan, especially Williamsburg. Yeah, but who said I like chill? I like the fucking hecticness of the city. I, I love Manhattan. I love being in the streets of Manhattan. I don't, I, I don't want chill. I thought I wanted chill when I moved to Brooklyn and to Williamsburg, but I don't. There's no fucking chill. We're trying to, we're trying to, it's go time. It's, we got like a three, three year window to fucking make this thing blast off. And the best possible place to be is in Manhattan, people. Where are you from? I was born in Brooklyn, moved to Jersey when I was very, very young. Uh, I, I spent most of my life in New Jersey, and then I moved back to Brooklyn to Williamsburg this year in April. So New Jersey, New York, my entire life, basically, if you can't tell from me fucking screaming and cursing in my hand movements and my accent. Um, do you own a pair of Timberlands? Actually, fun fact. No, I mean, my best friend wears Timberlands like every day for every outfit. So it's kind of funny. But I have never in my life owned a pair of Timberlands. Never, ever, ever. Literally, the only shoe I wear now is Vans. Skate high Vans, white, all white. Uh, you pound some CBD into yourself. I didn't take it yet this morning, but yes, I have been taking CBD. And I absolutely notice benefits of it. Um, oh, what I was, what was I going to say about the announcements? So we are opening up two internship positions at Big Dogs this summer. Two. These are real fucking internships. Legit internships. They will likely be paid internships. And they will likely be for academic credits as long as the college or university allows that. I'm not really sure the process of it. So uh, what my plan is, and I'll talk about it in depth on the next vlog, is the reason we're moving from Brooklyn over to Manhattan is because I want to set up a studio. So basically, I'm, I'm going to say, like, fuck my living space, and I'm going to rent out a studio in which I actually live. So I'll throw down a bed or something. But we are going to have everyone there. We're going to have myself, Snacks, Animal. I'm trying to convince Noah to come up to New York for the, for the summer, and then our two interns. So we're really going to be like a fucking startup working out of some kind of shitty studio or apartment in Manhattan this summer. Um, so if uh, if you happen to be any any somewhat interested in these internships, um, I mean, I don't even give a fuck if you're in college, to be honest with you. As long as you're good, um, I will explain more about the actual two positions for the internships. And it's going to be a rigorous process because I imagine a lot of my audience is in the college demographic. So I'm sure we'll get a ton of uh, applications from college kids, which should be really fun. It's going to be a really fucking fun process. Uh, we're going we're, we're gonna to make it rigorous. We're going to make it fun. And uh, the whole thing will be documented. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, 
but there will be much more in-depth information about what we're doing this summer and the expansion and uh, everything else we got going on. This is going to be a monster summer, and I cannot fucking wait. That's all I got for y'all today. Um, I love y'all. I was going to put a 21-year-old age limit on the internship opportunity, but I was like, you know, I guess if you're 19 or if you're 20, um, and you have a good fake ID, you can qualify. But I'm not probably legally allowed to say that. So pretend you didn't hear that. All right. That's, that's all we got for today. I hope y'all enjoyed today's video. I hope y'all... <laughs> Next gen, you will be a favorite of Snacks and Animal. Just make sure you put that on your resume. Uh, I hope y'all enjoyed. Again, um, subscribe to the channel if you are new. Then... Hit that thumbs up button. Head over to patreon.com slash BDGE to get all the exclusive waiver wire shits. And uh, and I love y'all. Thank you for the support. Go win your fucking fantasy football championship. Let's get this bread. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.